Deion Sanders is talking about dominance even after the tough loss to Stanford. You are Locked On Buffs, your daily podcast on the Colorado Buffaloes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Buffs. I am your host, Kevin Borber. Today's episode of Locked On Buffs is brought to you by our sponsors over at LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire could feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. Terms and conditions apply. It is Locked On Buffs. Like I said, it's your team every single day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to like, subscribe, and follow. We're talking about Coach Prime talking about dominance. I think... There's a lot to be said about a coach who kind of, in a way, got embarrassed the in the last few weeks and is still confident that his team can dominate and is still confident that his team has what it takes to kind of overcome the adversity that they've been facing because obviously they've been facing a lot of adversity, some of it self-inflicted. But hey, Coach Prime is still confident and he's still confident that his squad can dominate and he had a great coach or a great, great quote here said, when asked about the bye week and what he was doing, he said, I don't stop thinking. That's my darn problem. It's hard for me to shut this off because I enjoy it so much and I want to dominate. We reached out to parents, recruits, a little bit of everything. I talked to some players, talked to some coaches about what we're going to do when we get back. And he continues saying, but when I have time off, I compile a list. That's crazy. And maybe a 50-point list of things we have to incorporate, things we got to do. So I never stop, which is unfortunate to me, but I got to mix in some rest with this as well. And so... I think this shows he wants to dominate. He's been talking about dominating ever since he took the job, and he's been kind of shoving that message down everyone's throat. That Colorado's going to dominate. Colorado's going to be this. Colorado's going to be that. And the first three weeks, I would say they did dominate the college football landscape. They were winning games. They were 3-0. They were looking good. And then they play Oregon, get blown out. Then they play USC, get blown out in the first half, try to have a little late comeback. It didn't work. But they were showing improvement. They were showing efforts. And it's like, okay, this Colorado team, they're good. And then they then they play Stanford and it's like or Arizona State. And it's like, okay. They beat Arizona State, hung on. It was an ugly win, but it was a win nonetheless. Then they play Stanford. They go up 29 to 0 at the half. And then all of a sudden, things take a turn for the worst. Like, imagine the worst and times that by 10. Because things took a turn for that. Colorado was soaring flying to quote the great high school musical there's not a star in heaven we couldn't reach that's how high they were at that point and they go into halftime Shadur sanders or one of his social media managers posting merch links and vibes are good they're talking about oh let's do our jobs let's get the the reserves in we're blowing these guys out blah 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 then they lose they give up 26 unanswered points and everything goes to you know what and it's like, oh my goodness. And then they go to the bowl, the, the bowl game, the bye week, right after this. Like they have devastating loss, bye week. So they have devastating loss, seven days to sit on, oh wow, that was rough. That was embarrassing. And social media, let them hear it every step of the way as social media does. And because there's four types of fans in college football this year. There's Colorado fans, fans of Deion Sanders, who are now supporting him at Colorado, fans of other teams. And then there's fans who just want to hate on Coach Prime. And whether you want to admit that or not, it's true. I think a lot of fans don't like 
the charisma he brings, the energy he brings, and the new approach he brings. And so, obviously, when he struggles, everybody's like, ah, yes, he's struggling. It's time to let him have it. You know, let him know that he's struggling. So that way, he knows that this guy over here in whatever random town in America is like, is ripping on him. And so, whatever it may be, there's four types of fans. So everybody was letting him have it. And he's still talking about dominance. And I don't think he's talking about, he might be talking about going 5-0 and the rest of the way and finishing the year 9-3, and which would be a huge success. But what I think dominance is for Colorado may be different than what you think dominance is for Colorado. For Colorado to dominate, they'd have to play a complete game. You could, I don't think they've played a complete game this entire year. TCU, their defense looked atrocious. Their defense kept TCU in the game. It wasn't anything special TCU was doing. They were just running the ball. They were just running the ball. Defense couldn't tackle. Defense couldn't do anything. If the defense has a pulse, they win that game by 20. Nebraska, offense starts off slow. And then Colorado State, offense and defense starts off slow. Okay? That's week three. Oregon, just all-around bad game. Then you have USC. Starts off slow in the first half. Come, come raging back in the second half. But start off too slow. Arizona State. Slow start, kind of weird. Arizona State's defense is a top 35 defense in the country. I think people forget that. They gloss over that. Uh, they gave Colorado some troubles, and they kind of made life difficult for, I guess you could say, everyone. And so there's a lot of things to be learned about this Colorado team. And then Stanford, obviously, great first half, horrible second half. So for Colorado to dominate would mean they'd have to play a complete game. So if Coach Prime's saying he wants to dominate, he better – hope that his team is playing a complete game. And I think that's what this bye week is for. And I think he could get them there. I think he could be like, guys, we are so good when we play our best. Like teams can't keep up with us. Teams can't score on us. Teams can't and can't teams can't stop us. But when we play at our worst, we look like one of the worst teams in the country. That's like Colorado is probably the most hot and cold team I've seen. Like a hot and cold team I I can remember. There's moments where I'm I I literally after the first three games I was. I said on multiple podcasts, I was like, if Colorado could play at this level on offense at all times, they can win eight to nine games. They have not played on that level of offense, and they're probably not most likely. I mean, they could if they keep playing that level of offense. I'll say it again. They could win eight to nine games. And their defense playing, if their defense is useful like they were, and again, the second half against USC and the first half against Stanford, this Colorado team's a force to be reckoned with. But it's like, put it together. Like, imagine like just hypothetical you take the first half from the Stanford game pluck it into the second uh, the first half against USC you put those two together so you got first half against Stanford where you're putting up 29 unanswered points and then your second half against USC where you're cutting down a 27 point lead Colorado probably beats USC by 10 15 points but they can't play a complete game and so that's what dominance to me is for Colorado and I think I like coach Ryan's approach I like that he's still preaching this because it's like, I think a lot of people want to look at their record and they want to look at the bad losses and they're like, ooh, Colorado's not good. They suck. And it's like, no, they've had sucky moments, but they're not a bad team. And I think people are getting that confused. And I think people need to realize that this Colorado team, when they're clicking on all cylinders, can compete with the best of them, or at least the tier below the best of them. And so it'll be interesting to see just how just how well uh, they come out this weekend against UCLA because that's going to be a huge, huge matchup. This episode of Lockdown Buffs is brought to you by our sponsors over at Price Picks. Price Picks is the most fun I've had 
winning up to 25 times my money this football season. You just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projected stats in place of your entry. PrizePix offers weekly promotions that can lead to big payouts like Taco Tuesday. Each Tuesday, PrizePix discounts select player projections up to 25% to provide even more value. And they now offer Apple Pay for quick and easy deposits. So if you want to get on get in on the PrizePix fun, go to prizepix.com slash Locked on college and use code locked on college for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, go to prizepix.com slash locked on college and use code locked on college for a first deposit match up to $100. This episode of Locked on Buffs is also brought to you by our sponsors over at LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire could feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you're going to have the best person available, the best qualified candidates. And that's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Then if you find, if you want to find the perfect candidate like I myself once was when I used LinkedIn and found my first job out of college, add the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile. Spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience. So you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your jobs for free. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, we are talking about sign stealing in college football. It's a thing. It's happening. And fans are outraged about it. Coaches, not so much. I think coaches are kind of like, eh, it is what it is. So if you don't know, there's a coach by the name of Connor Stallions over at Michigan, or an analyst, excuse me. And he was essentially paying for himself and other people to go to games of opponents that Michigan was going to play that were possible playoff opponents like Tennessee, uh, Georgia, say Alabama, whatever it may be. And they'd go and they'd watch the guys on the sidelines that are like, like giving like the air traffic control signs to the quarterback. And they were trying to figure out how to interpret those signs. So that way, when they play them, if and when, they knew exactly how to stop them. They knew exactly what was coming and they knew exactly how to get an edge and kind of prepare. So seems like cheating, if you will. The guy also wrote a 600 page manifesto about Michigan and how he's going to take over and his plan for Michigan, which guys, we all know I've never made this clear, but manifestos, there's never been a good one. Manifestos are typically written by guys who are, um, let's just say manifestos are never good. And so for this guy to have a manifesto, kind of weird, either way, a lot of college coaches have been asked about it because fans are outraged. Fans are fuming and coach prime Kyle Winningham at Utah. They're kind of like, eh, whatever. Uh, so Coach Prime responded saying, I don't know how accurate that stuff is. I mean, everybody's trying to get an edge. Everyone's trying to get an edge wherever they can. You have to have some, you can have someone's whole game plan. They can mail it to you. You've still got to stop it. And then Kyle Whittingham said, this is the Utah coach, which not relevant to this, but it's relevant in the sense that I think it's interesting because I don't, I don't think coaches are having the response that fans would hope they were. They, I think they were like, oh, let's cancel the games. Let's boycott Michigan and coaches are like mm. Kyle Winningham was basically like if your signs are getting stolen it's your fault because every coach every program in college football watches game film they may take a peek over at the sideline and they're like hmm what happened here oh this guy did three three hand motions to the right one to the left and all of a sudden they were running a counter a counter option or something 
or maybe they ran a play action pass with a, uh, an option route somewhere. I don't know. Either way, every team in a way is watching for these things. I just don't think every team in college football is having an analyst Venmo people and kind of navigate his way and kind of make it seem and write a manifesto about his plan for a program and kind of uh, make the cheating obvious, if you will. Every team is, you know, the saying, if you're not cheating, you're not trying. It's just a matter of not getting caught while you cheat. And so thought that was very interesting that no, no coaches are really outraged by this. I think it's kind of ironic because in baseball, that was like the biggest deal in college football. They're like, they're kind of like, eh, well, we're all doing it. It's just, we just don't get caught. And so I thought that was interesting. Again, every coach, every team wants to know what's happening. But like coach prime said, if you don't, if you know what's happening, you still have to stop it. You still have to get off on blocks. You still have to cover, right? Get your guys in coverage. Right. So it's not like a, Oh, they're going to run this play. We are going to stop it. 10 out of 10 times. That's not how it works. If it was that easy, every team would be kind of dominating in a sense. They would, there would be no offense, if you will. This episode of Locked on Buffs is also brought to you by our sponsors over at FanDuel. Snap into the NFL action this season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because right now new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is easy to use, there's a wide range of betting options that include spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. Welcome back. We are talking about, I've been getting a lot of comments. I've been getting a lot of comments, questions about Jawan Mitchell, the linebacker transfer from Arizona State, Texas, and Tennessee. He hasn't played in the last two games, and it doesn't appear he will play anytime soon or at least it doesn't seem like he's a part of the plan right now. Uh, Colorado has moved safety Trevor Woods to linebacker, and it looks like he's going to continue to play there. And it looks like Jawan Mitchell is having some off-the-field issues. And so I didn't want to say I saw this coming because you never wish ill will on anybody, but fourth team in two and a half years is never a good sign. I covered Jawan Mitchell at Texas, and – Right away when Colorado added him, I said he's a really good player. There's just always been seen to be an off-the-field thing that prevents him from reaching his maximum potential. It happened at Texas. There was issues with the coaching staff. Tennessee goes there. I don't know what happened there. And then he goes to ASU. Is there for a week. Gets kicked off the team. And so I, I, I know people at ASU. I reach out. And I'm like, okay, what's going on? Like, what? This guy's good. And ASU is a team that's currently one in five or one in six, whatever their record is now. And this was before the season. ASU was projected to be one of the worst teams in college football. And it's like, you guys are projected to be really bad. And you don't want a, a linebacker who's led Texas in tackles and was a productive SEC linebacker. And they're like, no, wasn't a culture fit. So Coach Prime was asked about him. And his response was, Jawan has some stuff to figure out. Uh, let me see if I could find a quote right so this is what Coach Prime said. He has to get it together off the field, not just on the field, off the field, off the field. That's it. And so he led the team with 31 tackles through the first five games, but has not seen action in the past couple of weeks. And so obviously something is keeping Jawan, one Mr. Jawan Mitchell off the field. And so if you're a Colorado fan, if you're a Colorado defender, you have to be disappointed. You have to be furious with Jawan Mitchell. It's like, dude, we need you. And you're out here doing who knows what, making it so the coach coaches can't play. And 
I think it's one of those moments where specifically for John Juwan Mitchell, who's had issues like this in the past, coaches want to give you chances. They want to teach you. But of all the coaches I've ever seen or been around, Coach Prime is the most sent, like, I don't know how to say this. He's the most compassionate in a way, which is ironic if you don't follow. If you look at Colorado from the outside and you're like, oh, he kicked off all those guys. He cares about his players. And so, like, he cares about what they're going to do in football and life. That's why there's videos of him telling these guys to get ready for life after football. Because, and I think there was an entitlement problem. Hopefully the problem went away. But there is two videos, three videos, and well off, where Coach Prime was like, you guys need to figure out what your life plan is after football. Because, and this is me talking right now, only 1% or 2% of you guys are going pro, and the rest of you guys are going to go into the real world. And then Coach Prime was talking about how in the real world, you don't have living paid for. You don't have food paid for. You don't have free clothes given to you. You don't have cars given to you and all this pizzazz and all this hoopla. Being a college football player is a four to six year experience right now because of COVID is a four to six year span of your life that will never be replicated again. You will never have all of the stuff that you have, all the amenities that you have in college football right now. And so some of these guys are kind of dealing with a, a sense of maybe they think they're more important than they are. I don't know if this is Jawan Mitchell's case. Obviously, Coach Prime didn't go into details, and there's not something that has been told to us where it's worth sharing right now, where it's like he just needs to figure out how to be a complete person. And I think some of these guys, their whole personality is being a football player. And you can't just be a football player because, like I said, 1% to 2% of you are going pro. So of 85 players, scholarship players, that's like, I mean, it's just 85 times 0.02. That means one and a half players are going pro. So Shadur and Travis are going to go pro, right? Xavier Weaver, maybe Jimmy Horn, pro caliber guys, Shiloh. That's five guys. We see teams like Georgia, they break records for having like 10 guys drafted. But there's 75 players that think they're going to get drafted from that Georgia team or whatever. And so a lot of these guys don't realize one, the opportunity they have, two, what they need to do to capitalize this opportunity, and three, they're more than a football player. And so if Coach Prime's telling you you got to figure stuff off, figure stuff out off the field, that kind of tells to me that you're not focusing on the entire process of being a student athlete. So maybe he's struggling in school, maybe he's missing practice, whatever it may be, I don't know. But there's a lot more to being a star football player uh, at in college and even in the NFL than just showing up and being good at football. You have to prepare, you have to be a good teammate, you have to be a good student, and whether people want to admit this or not. They are student athletes, technically, even though the student athlete thing was like the whole purpose was they get free school. And now they're getting paid and all that. It's a little different, but you're still expected to go to school. And these schools are basically begging you to get a degree. And so it's very unfortunate to see that Colorado's moved on in this manner. Don't know when he'll come back. They have a tough slate coming up where they could use him because obviously UCLA, they have UCLA this weekend, a great running team. Oregon State the next weekend, great running team. They could really use a linebacker with experience, someone who could tackle. So if you're Joan Mitchell, you kind of hopefully can figure out whatever's keeping you off the field and correct it. And as of right now, it looks like the safeties are going to be 
Miles Slusher, Roderick Ward, and Shiloh Sanders in some rotation. And then Trevor Woods is scooting on down the linebacker. He's Trevor Woods is the playmaker. And there's Coach Prime talked about how you just want to keep him on the field at all times. And so it currently seems like Juwan Mitchell is out of the rotation and they will work around it. And you hate to see it, but either way, that's how the cookie crumbles sometimes. This has been another great episode of Locked on Best. I am Kevin Bowler. Make sure to like, subscribe, and follow. I appreciate you guys for tuning in and hope you guys have a great rest of your day.